at you live from responsible distances apart where Brooke is already messed up. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. That's a good start. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? We have Giant Brooke over there. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, and I will uh, I will work on that. Oh, it fixed itself. Cool. Cool. Who are you, Brooke Me3? Uh, we love when things fix themselves, first of all. Not often that that happens, but it, it does happen every once in a while. So thank you. Thank you itself. What's up, guys? My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram. On today's show, we got more sadness to talk about, I think. I think that's what we're doing. We're just talking about sadness again. We want to talk about how Rob Banfred continues to fail at everything he's ever done from the moment he was born. So we're going to talk about that today. I don't even know if it's sadness. I think I'm at the point of just of anger. Oh yeah, it's, it's I, gonna I, be anger. I can feel I can feel your anger coming through lately. So <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to today's conversation because uh, you're pissed. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, last week we we had a busy week, uh, content wise. We had an opportunity to hang out with I'm gonna call it hanging with Mr. Fred Claire. Uh, so we got one Fred. He's Fred. He's not Fred Rogers. He's Mr. Claire. You get you get the whole idea. So yeah. uh, we we had a very very. Um, it was a good conversation. I think that was your first time uh, hanging with Fred, so uh, we'll we'll get more into that a little bit later. Uh, the draft day, MLB's draft day is coming up this week, and um, that's another boatload of sadness. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, that's another sad subject. But you got to have a good conversation with some good people about it, at least. Yeah, uh, I went fancy, went uh, big time, went to the four letter ESPN uh, part of a conference call. We'll talk about that a little Ooh. bit. We hung out with our good, close, personal friend that he said he's okay with us calling him that. Mr. Anthony Gonsolin, we did some gaming, and we'll kind of see. Uh, you know, I, I put together a little highlight package of uh, of that time. So before we get into the show, we do want to ask if you guys could please uh, rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. We'd appreciate it if you would uh, leave a review there, leave a rating, especially on iTunes, because that that means a lot uh, eventually to us being able to beat, you know, bad podcasts like John Boy and, <laughs> and the rest. But um and then, you know, I think we have I mean, I haven't checked the comments for a little while over yeah. there or the ratings. So we got to we got to see if there's any good comments. Yeah, we, that we, we can got read we, here on. We got some people jumping in here, <laughs> guys. Don't forget this is a live show, so make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight, where you're watching from. We'll we'll try to call on you tonight. There's another cracked open beer. Uh, Roach, friend of the show, says I'm drinking a vacation beer from my favorite band, the Dirty Heads. Roach, oh. good to see you. Happy what day is today? Monday. It's Monday. Monday. It's always Monday. I forgot. These. It's always Monday. Leslie says, Giant Brook. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's how we like to start off the show with me just right in everybody's face. Yeah, we're yeah. Uh, what better way to greet. We might have some uh, some changes next week. We're, we're still working on it. Uh, Ryan says, ever since Manfred poorly disciplined the Astros, he didn't deserve to be commissioner anymore. And um, man. <laughs> Cheers. Coming in hot. Cheers I on think that, that one. Was the first, it was the first comment, and it was like, uh, that's the show, guys. Thanks yeah, for stopping that's it. by. That's, we should just wrap it right there. That's all we really <laughs> needed to say about Rob Manfred. If things have really gone downhill since the Astros got their lame punishment, like in every sense of the word, things have gone downhill. Yeah, it really has. So if you guys are, are upset at baseball, if you guys are upset at Robert Manfred, uh, Please get those comments ready because we're going to dig into those in just a minute. And we, we kind of put out a feeler uh, for 
Uh, well, we put out a question on our Twitter earlier today as well, and we kind of want to see where the comments ended up with that. Uh, so we'll get to that in, in a little bit. But but first off, uh, man. <laughs> I don't start. even. It's a good start. I don't even know. So the latest and the worstest, once again today, Major League Baseball and its owners told the players that we're doing this for you guys and essentially pitched to them the same deal they started with in that's, a way. That's, at least, the, that's the funny thing to me is that they keep coming back with the same thing, just phrased differently. Mm-hmm. And I really like how people have ran with that on Twitter. Yeah, my favorite with that was Andy McCullough earlier today. He says, you can give uh, give credit to Major League Baseball for conceding their initial offer of 6-1 to one and now offering a half dozen of the other. It's good. Which, it's um, really good. Just kudos on that one. It's 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 hit a point where I mean I mean it, it was already embarrassing, but now it's like like God damn, what are you guys doing? I think you, you I think you've my, been bickering. You're the laughing stock right. of like professional sports right now, very blatantly. I think my favorite part was that people were so excited when they first read this report this morning. Like the report breaks. <sighs> It's good reading, you know, I don't even remember what time it was, around 8 o'clock when that news came out. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, it's like the MLB Players Union is not going to approve this. They hate it. No. They hate everything no. about it, it's terrible. So there was like a 15-minute gap where the whole world was like, things, it might happen. We might get a 74-game season. We might actually get to watch baseball. And then the whole world 76. exploded again. 76-game ba- It's yeah, it just Still. watching that. Why I think not, that's record time. Up? I think that's record time to have hope dashed like that quickly for baseball yeah. games again, which is great. I mean, it was great to see everybody like this is going to happen. Crap, this is not going to happen. Yeah, the the thing that made it kind of tough or or made it um, easy to be positive about was ESPN's Carl Ravitch. His tweet was was positive he made it seem like this is this is it the players are going to be like hell yeah we got a bunch of games we got uh you know they got rid of uh the the qualifying offer that kind of stuff right that was not enough you failed you messed it up and it comes out to being the same prorated salary of about 33 percent of you know, the earnings the players were supposed to make. And, right. and that seems to be the number. They just keep going in circles to round back to the same number. Uh, was it Mike? Mike Axia or Axisa? I don't know. Some guy who works at uh, at the CBS, as they call it. I think he was the guy who really broke it in a way that pissed off people because it says 82 games at a sliding scale. It's about 33% salary. 50 games at a prorated pay. About 33% salary, 76 games at 75% prorated pay. Drum roll, it's about 33%. And I don't know where the hell they... <laughs> yeah, the, do, does the, the league, does Manfred, do these people think that the players are stupid? I mean, not all... Hey, the high schoolers won the spelling bee this year at Dodgers camp. Yeah. So people know what's what's going on. The funny thing is that Random. players have the potential to make more money with more games, obviously. But it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, people... There's this common misconception from people that it's like players should accept the money that they're getting they're they're being handed to play. And mm-hmm. it's a calculated risk. You know, these guys are not only yeah. are they running a risk of the virus itself and affecting their families, that's a whole other subject itself, but you only have so many innings on your arm. You only have so many innings left in your bat. You only have so much, you know. It's it's not going to be something that's going to you really have to say like, Hey, is this worth it? Is this worth my time? Mm -hmm. Is this worth my possibly getting injured? Can I take 33% pay cut 
or uh, take a 33% pay of what I would normally make in mm-hmm. order to risk playing a season. That doesn't actually matter for me. And, you know, if you're a big leaguer, a guy making a ton of money and probably making a ton of money next year, you're probably like, no. Or especially if you're considering, you know, the season after that, season after that, there's just a lot of risks that go into it. And I, I find it hard to be, to imagine a player that's like, yeah, whatever. I'll just, I'll just take a cut. It's fine. Let's just do it. But I do know that these guys want to play. You know, when we talked to Tony Gonsolin, he was like, dude, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I just really want to play. I just want to play, man. They all just want to play in some way, but also you can't, you, you, you can't just step on all the work that the league at the players before you, your predecessors have, have laid this groundwork for you to be getting this much money. Granted, it's still not done well. You have to make it six leagues in the, or six years in the big leagues before you can go out and actually get real big time money. But if you start making these kind of concessions, especially what a year before the, the collective bargaining agreement expires and then now you're just given the league more to play with more to work with right and, and more fuel to kind of severely screw you over in uh <laughs> in well in like a year or whatever the hell i said there but i got a little a little screen uh screen a jig here throw it up there so like we said there's a 76 game season that's on the that's being proposed uh, it comes out to about $1.431 million that would be going, or billion, I think, or million. I don't know. I forgot what the exact number. I guess billion. it would be billion. Um, yeah, so with that, let's just focus on that for for one second. Um, they, It's the same thing. They uh, they stepped it up from the initial offer of like $1.2 billion or whatever. I know, chump change here. Right. Uh where they where they lost it though is they're putting more of the risk now on the players because that extra money or 400 million of it uh comes from the postseason shares and now there you know there's always going to be the risk that the postseason postseason might not 100% happen and right. that's a huge concern for everybody involved but if there is a postseason it will be expanded apparently they're saying up to eight playoff teams per league at MLB's discretion uh no I still don't like that I never will but the good thing for the players, sort of, I guess, is no qualifying offer for any teams, uh, or for any of the yeah for any of the players. So the players won't get screwed, but the teams will kind of get screwed in a way. But I guess it didn't turn out exactly like that because um, you know somebody like to say the Dodgers lose Mookie Betts, he's going to go sign somewhere for a lot of money, <clears throat> and um, the Dodgers would still get draft pick compensation so apparently they're just going to expand the draft as much as they can when it comes to that but spring training uh 2.0 would last 21 plus days so no finite day there or no uh finite number and the season will be now july 10th and ending on the originally scheduled day of september 27th so there goes our our patriotic re-entry into the world (laughs) right away we fail hitting july 4th because they've wasted the last three weeks arguing with each other through Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal. Right. And it's it's ridiculous now. Well it's been ridiculous, but the fact that you know they've they gave the league or I should say the league gave the players two days, gave the union two days to respond to to this latest um proposal and you just keep wasting more days, more time and if they're so desperate to not have baseball played past October, the longer you wait, the more one side doesn't offer up a concession, 
the more you're going to screw yourself and just, you know, back yourself up against the wall. Right. I mean, I think there's so many things that are, I don't know. Like, are they, are they pretending like the players association is dumb or something like they, they, what, what is their end goal here? I I think the, I'm trying to understand the pro the thought process that went behind this. Obviously they turned down the last proposal. They laughed at it. They, I mean, they were like, yeah, right. That's never happening. No way. And then they pretty much give them the same proposal with like phrased a different way, you know? And so I understand that in one sense, they're like, technically it's more money. Technically it is. They're, they're making more money, but they would be making less per game. And that's the, probably the easiest way to understand it. And when you're thinking about it like that, you're like, okay, well they're making more money. And it's like, yeah, they are making more money. You're right. But they're Mm -hmm. still taking a bigger risk per game because of the fact that they're making a lower prorated salary because of it. So I understand why fans are like kind of confused over the over why players aren't accepting this offer. I know I, I know when it first came out, people were like, "Oh, players have to accept this. Like they have to take mm-hmm. this offer. There's no way they don't." And immediately you saw it on Twitter. You saw like Jack Flaherty that was like, "Okay," <laughs> and you have all these yeah. players, all these guys that pop out of nowhere, and they're like, "This is a joke. Like this is an absolute joke. This is the exact same offer you just gave us, and we turned it down. Like this is a joke, right? Isn't it?" That happened so fast. It was incredible oh. to watch the league pretty much just LOL in unison. Well, not everybody. You know, I can't imagine that many people waking up that early. But as people were waking <laughs> up and seeing the texts, <laughs> immediately hitting their Twitter and laughing, you know you did it wrong mm-hmm. um, yet again. And And this is where my problem boils down to um, Rob Manfred. And I see... On YouTube here, we got uh, we got a Kobe fan. It says eight twenty four two Mamba forever. They said I, I I'd hope for a second, but now I don't think baseball is going to happen. Thank you, Rob Manfred, and that's what it boils down to. I, I got into um, I wouldn't say I got into an argument. Somebody, like you said, Brooke, I've been a little um, angry on edge. Uh, also, I, I've been a little angry at, uh, on some of our posts on DodgerStation.com of late. Check it out. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> You know, sometimes you get inspired yeah. when you, when your muse is taking away the one thing that like you en- or everybody enjoys at the end of the day. It's ruining so much for people. Something that people desperately would love to have at this time. Right. Um, you know, you can be you can be angry, and I love writing angry. But um, the 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 person was telling me it's like it's not. You know, I've seen some of the comments. Obviously, it's not all Rob Manfred. It's probably barely anything with Rob Manfred. Where I have the problem with Robbie Manfred is that he's he's been in the league. Uh, he's been the commissioner since what twenty twelve earlier. I forgot. I don't know the number because it's a bad Too time. Long. It's it's long enough. And his one thing has been oh we have to speed up the game. We have to speed up the game and and all this stupid bullshit instead of bringing the sides together. If anything, the the divide between owners and the union has grown significantly in that time. He introduced or under his stewardship this stupid qualifying offer thing popped up and the players hate it and the the you know that combined with the 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 growth of analytics in the arbitration process has cost players a lot of money and baseball the owners they're all making record billions of dollars on this and they don't want to release their how, how much money they're making because they don't want the players to right. see and be like wait whoa 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 because that right there that's already going to be another version of a walkout you're going to have to deal with so Obviously, 
Manfred isn't going to be the guy, although he can be the guy to say, like, all right, whatever. If you guys don't want to do this, I'm saying this is the season. We're going to play this many games, show up or don't. And yeah. he doesn't want to do that because he wants to be liked. He wants to be loved. <laughs> can anybody find me somebody to love? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Um, That's good. I yeah, give, I'll really give good. me a bell right I, there. I mean, I think the, the people for – People often forget, myself included, that ultimately it is probably going to come down to Rob Manfred's decision. So if mm-hmm. if, if the owners say, hey, we're going to pay 100% of your prorated salary, at that point, Rob Manfred can say, we are playing then this amount of games, and there's no deal that needs to happen. There's no approval that needs to happen from the Players Association. There's nothing that needs to happen in order to make that happen. As long as they're paying 100% of the prorated salary, Rob Manfred has it within his abilities to decide the number of games played. So with mm-hmm. that being said, still convinced that a season is going to happen. Still convinced yeah. that there will be baseball. I just don't think it's going to be what we want. And and ultimately, it's probably going to end up being a 50-game season, which is going to suck. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. love that. I'm not going to be a huge fan of that. But it's baseball, and I need baseball back. And mm-hmm. we need some hope for the future. You know, we had in the comments, uh, David over on Periscope says, will not agree into a season this year lead to a future lockout. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's 100% going to be a lockout based on a 50-game season. If there was no season, if they could not come to any agreement whatsoever, it pretty much guarantees a lockout. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, there's probably going to be a lockout following the 2021 season. I just don't. I don't see a way around it at this point. There's no way that the league is suddenly going to flip its script and be like, hey, we're going to be player mm-hmm. friendly now. We're going to just do whatever you guys want to do because we realize we screwed up in the past. No, you, yeah. you see it here. You see that there's greed. You see that they're taking advantage of things. They don't want to play a season. It's, there seems to be no desire on the owner's part to play a season. Mm-hmm. And that's the most concerning thing to me. It really doesn't seem like they want to play. And that yeah. alone is enough for me to be like, yeah, there's probably going to be a pretty hefty 2021 lockout. I mean, there's probably some, some of the the, the, the owners, some of the teams want to play. I would imagine right. the Dodgers wanting to play. They just went out and threw a bunch of money. Whatever. If that's the case, hell, reduce the damn the amount of teams. They don't need 30 teams in the league if 15 of them are going to, you know, do what the Astros did to win their championship, air quote. You know, if they're going to punt the season, if they're going to go for the draft picks, then you guys don't you don't deserve to play in the league. I'm down for 15, 16 team league. Let's make it happen. Uh, you know, I feel like it's weird to have the uh, the eight playoff team per league. Uh mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Do you have do you have opinions on that? Do you have strong feelings like about that? I don't like it. I you don't, don't like it like that. No, okay. No. I didn't. I didn't want to overstep and say that's stupid, but I, I think that's pretty stupid. <laughs> like, hey, let's just half the league in the playoffs, half the league not. It's yeah. <laughs> it really Especially takes a lot of weight from that, it. You know, you know, there's going to be so many. Maybe that's their way of trying to negate the teams or or punish the teams in a way that are not fighting for the high seed or whatever it may be. But at the same time, even if they make the playoffs at the eighth seed and they have a what in fifty in a fifty game season they're they're twenty and thirty and they make it and that's probably a good a good record. Uh, they're still going to get that high draft pick and why reward them? Why give them that opportunity to to you know just get lucky? You know everything in the playoffs is is kind of it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, the worst team could we we've seen that happen a number of times where a bad team barely squeaks in and and uh, makes the it World all the Series. way <laughs> like last year. 
<laughs> uh, last year, the biggest one for me is uh, I think it was what 2012 Cardinals yep. or 2011 Cardinals. That's a good one too. Eddie over on Facebook, uh, I think you're gonna like this one. He says there's a 33 percent chance there is no season, and that's pretty spot on, Eddie. We appreciate you for that one. Uh, you got you really got to listen to the whole show, you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> really All right, good, so. Uh, Let's see. Hamilton says the worst part is no matter what, it's the fans that will pay up in the end. Ticket prices, concessions go up next season guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Everything's going to go up. Parking. Frank McCourt's going to make more money on his parking lots. And we're all going to be angry, but you know what? We're still going to show up to the games and be happy. Dodger Dog's going <laughs> to be like $12 next year. <laughs> A Michelada's going to be like $43. It's like, did you guys at least grill this? No, we spit on it. Go now away, eat it. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So the question was, what would fans say? This was the question we had on Twitter. Twitter and guys, if you guys are on uh, on the internet here, which you are, uh, let us know your takes. What would fans say to MLB and or the Players Association if they were a fly on the wall in the Zoom call here? And you know, Twitter had some some pretty hot takes. I mean, even not part of this particular conversation, but I liked. Uh, uh, What's his name? We just talked about it last week. Trevor Bauer was like, this is getting ridiculous on his yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, but one of my buddies here on, on our Twitter, he's, uh, David, David says, enough with the offers and rejections, counter offers spread over weeks. Get in a room, lock the door and talk. Come out in a few hours when you've agreed that baseball is best for everyone. And that, that one is, is pretty hot in my opinion because, um, you know, it's right. Just, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Please yeah. just like everybody get together. Let's play some ball and, uh, you know, do the thing. I, I like the idea of just locking them inside and being like, you need to figure it out. Just get it done. <laughs> uh, I'm going to dive see. into some of those comments from Twitter, though, before we get some from the live stream, because uh, Lincoln over on Twitter is that they both need to compromise, get on a phone call and make a deal. And at some point, you got to figure that both sides are going to have to make concessions in some way. Somebody's going to have to give in and it's probably going to yes. be both sides. You would hope that it's both sides. You would hope that both sides are willing to give in in some way, shape or form. Ownership has given in a little bit. Players have given in a little bit. They're still far apart. Both are going to have to give in a little bit more to get where they need to be. So, I mean, somebody's going to have to give in at some yeah. point, right? You got to imagine. For real. Like, it, it hits a point where, again, it just it plainly is ridiculous to just keep doing this back and forth and wasting, you know, three days in between like, oh, well, we're going to think about it with these people or we're going to do this. Like, no, just figure it out. Just just figure it out. Or like I think I said it last week, figure it out or tell us, you know what, there's going to be no baseball and we can move on with our lives. We can do better things. I just need an answer. You know, I don't want to be <laughs> left on red and just waiting. Just tell me yes or no and, and we'll move on. We'll be good either way. I if mean, you want to call off the season, all right, I'm going to cry about it and then I'll get over it. I'll move on. I'll watch football and hockey. That's okay. <laughs> we're uh, we're slamming ownership a lot. We're slamming Manfred and and all that. Where where in your opinion with all of this is, are are the players at fault? Where are they maybe being too um, too hard assed and, and steadfast in their you know desire to only accept a hundred percent of their or pretty much a, go with what was agreed upon in March. You know, I don't. I don't think they're giving in on anything, um, and I don't think they should. You know, they had a March agreement, they had a verbal agreement with ownership, they had things figured out, and then ownership decided to change it. Ownership, there's mm -hmm. no way that ownership thought that it was going to be possible for fans to be in the stands, and that's their argument. They're saying that was made under the guise that there are going to be fans in the stands, that there will be people attending. 
I don't buy that. I don't get that at all. We both we, mm-hmm. we both knew as soon as this happened, as soon as they shut down the league, that there's no way there was going to be fans likely at any point during the season. And mm-hmm. so they're saying, you know, that voice, you know, that agreement that it's not accurate because mm-hmm. we didn't think there was going to be fans. So we're going to have to agree to something else. And players are like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up. We had an agreement yeah. and now you're backing out on that agreement. And owners are saying, mm-hmm. we're not backing out on it. It's written into the contract that if there's no fans, you know, that we're not going to, we're going to have to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like the ownership is really trying to take advantage of the players. But I do understand that when you're talking in terms of millions and billions, the average person like me and you, it's hard to, it, it's hard to look at that and say, why aren't they playing? Like why, why just play, just take your money and play. It's hard. You know, when you're talking about guys who, you know, if you're making the minimum salary in major league baseball at a 33% rate, you're still making like quarter of a million dollars or something like that. You're still Mm -hmm. not, you're still doing okay comparatively. So it's hard for the average person to look at them and say like, no, 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 they should go out and get their money. They should go get what they're worth. However, I will say they are major league baseball players and they should get what they're worth. They absolutely should get what they're worth. But that I understand. First, I understand. That first deal had the best player in the game, probably arguably the best player we've seen play the game in the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Trout was set to make what less than $8 million under this, this stupid agreement. He was the way they're trying to do pretty much. That's what they want. They want to pay these higher players or, or whatever he, it is. He was going to make less than Oral Hershiser did. I just want to like put that in perspective a little bit because Oral in Hershiser. 1993 in or ni- 1990 yeah. or 89. I mean, he was making <laughs> yeah. like seven, $8 million and he was the highest paid player at the time. Yeah. I mean, that, well, he, that was Mike like a Trout three-year him, contract. Mike Trout and him, like you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it, just to put it in perspective a little bit, it's tough to quantify it. And I understand it's tough to understand when you're talking in terms of millions because it's way beyond anything that we ever make. It's way beyond like a thousand of us combined ever make. So yeah. it, it's tough to talk about those numbers. But when you're looking Co- at what they would normally make and comparatively what they make year to year, I mean, it really is peanuts that they're playing for. And why would there be a motivation to play for peanuts? Because a lot of people are like, hey, you owe it to us. Like, you just play. Yeah. Get out there and play. Do yeah. what you're supposed to do. I would argue that they do not owe it to us in any way, shape, or form. I will say I would like to see them play. I would prefer to see them play baseball. <laughs> Charlie Hamill, our boy Hamill, says owners have to be really stupid. Us as fans knew there was never going to be fans in the stands this season, yeah. and they're using that as an excuse. They had exactly. that fine print in there, and I feel like that March agreement – and I've been I've been you know kind of standing on on this uh, soapbox for a little bit. That March March agreement was was kind of signed in good faith by the players because there were so many other people that were going to get money out of that or or eventually get taken care of, whether it be the stadium workers, whether it be minor leaguers. So they didn't want to do it. Um, they didn't want to do what they're doing now. Then. Right. Understandably. Also, then I don't think anybody expected us to be 170 weeks into you know pandemic quarantine season that's probably about to get worse again because of memorial day and people not being smart but you know <clears throat> i saw i saw a comment here to if we could switch gears for a second there i i've i've kind of two points here because I, I i haven't talked to you since uh or, or much about you know the nba 
in their season agreement. But Tyler also has a point. So I kind of want us to, to sort of dig into these two, and then we'll get back to some of the comments uh, and some of the, the yeah comments on Twitter and all that. But Tyler says, I've been saying the players need to strike. Um, I mean, at this point, they might as well just call it a strike <laughs> in a way. It's not, but it is, but it isn't. But um, one, what's your take on that? And two, what's your take on, you know, do you have any resentment to baseball? And and let's just put Manfred at the top because he's at the top for letting the NBA an- at least announce that they're coming back first. Yeah, I think uh, I think you have to put it into perspective a little bit. NBA was, you know, they weren't looking to get their season started there. It's not like they were a few weeks out from starting. It's not like they were in the middle of their, their summer camps or something like that. They were winding down their season. They were headed into playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were in one of the most popular NBA seasons ever. Yeah. And they got cut off early and I forget how many games they got cut off early. I think it was like 20 something games that they got cut out. <laughs> but you know, in looking at it, NBA, you kind of had to assume that they would have to finish their season. If any sport was going to going to come back, you knew it was going to be NBA. You, I didn't expect really anybody else to come back before the NBA. I did, however, expect MLB to have a plan and a deal and at least some sort of you know movement towards a plan in place. Right now, it's there, there's nothing. Like you don't you don't even know what's going to happen. You know, we've talked about July Fourth for a month now, and now we know that it's not happening. And so, um, <laughs> in terms of the the NBA, um, you know, I th- I think it it's it's different just because in the sense that they were winding down their season. Baseball was deciding whether to start up their season. Both just because of the timing of everything, had to call everything off. I think it would have been really difficult for the NBA to be like seasons off, forget it. Playoffs canceled everything playoffs, yeah. NBA playoffs draw. I, I think people forget this NBA playoffs draw a lot of money, so much money. So they're really just missing out on the income from the playoffs. They made all yeah. their money for the entire season. There's no mm-hmm. contract in place with the players. There's no deal that they have to redo. There's very little, you know, there's very little logistics they have to do in between other than finding a place to play and keeping players safe. Baseball has to rework an entire contract. Baseball has to rework an entire uh, approval process with players unions. Play- baseball has to rework health codes and places to play and whether to play in your home stadiums or not. There's a lot of things yeah. that go into it because also the NBA isn't even having all their teams start. You know, MLB yeah. can't be like, you know what? Orioles, you can stay home. You know, why not? Probably not going to make it. Just stay home. But why be healthy. Not? You should probably probably should do that. Mariners call it a year. Start again next year. Each each league has to cut one team from the division or each division has to cut one team. I think uh, that would be fun. That's fine. Bye yeah. Cut off. Cut off. <laughs> you know, the person, the team who consistently finishes last in the cellar of, of the division. That's fine. Let's that, that'll be good. But. Um, I mean, NBA is still having a pretty decent amount of teams come back, uh, and they'll finish mm-hmm. theirs up in Orlando, and they'll, you know, they'll be playing in their bubble, their version of a bubble, yeah. and that's great. But you know, well, in terms of MLB and whether I want them to strike or I think that they should strike, I absolutely think that ownership is demonstrating time and time again that they don't really care about their players. Um, and that's that's a broad statement. Ooh, I'm not speaking spe- specifically about one team. I think the Dodgers are very good about ta- – I would really – you know, that was another thing that I had talked about is I would really like to know what each team owner is saying. It's really difficult to just group together 30 team owners and be like, they all suck. You know, they're all terrible. They all want this. Mm-hmm. They all want that. 
I really hope the best for the Dodgers. And from what I've seen, from what they've done this second offseason or whatever you want to call it, they've been really good mm-hmm. to their employees. They've been really good to their minor league players. And you hope that they're fighting for baseball to happen in those meetings, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of how baseball treats players, it's not great. It's not great. No, it's, it's not great. And it's, that's the way it's always been because it's one of the, another one of those, you know, old school games and we do things the right way and all this kind of crap. And you can look at baseball and you can see a lot of what's wrong with the country now too. The same old ass white people running things when they shouldn't be. And they just stay in there until they're 155 years old and then hand it off to their 75 year old sons and, you know, keep the daughters at home because they shouldn't be running no business. Right. But anyways, that's a different show. (laughs) Norma, Norma Um, says that the Lakers were 49 and 14 when they suspended. And yes, Norma, that's the only reason I really wanted basketball back because LeBron James (laughs) is bringing a championship back to Los Angeles this year. And I absolutely need that because, you know, we like to flip over cars and stuff whenever the Lakers win championships. Do it for Kobe. Do it for Kobe. Do it, do it. Oh, man, I'm so excited to start. I, I just really want to see Caru, the, my Caruso show again. That's all like he's got. He's got a big haircut going now. Oh, he's ready. He's, man. he's been twi- he's been playing Twitch for like three months now. Like, you got to get that boy on a court. <laughs> he'd been drinking for, Mountain for Dew real. and hot Cheetos. <laughs> nice kid. Friend of the show. Uh, but a few more of the comments on, on the Twitter side. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the name. Yeah, it says nobody will care about baseball after this. Kind of probably not, but but a lot of the yeah. people, a lot of the um, the commentary was get it together, figure it out. You know, Gail right. had the same. Gail was like at MLB owners, greedy, greedy, greedy. Which uh, yeah, you know what? Um, sources confirm definitely they're the most greedy in uh, in this particular thing. Uh, my. <laughs> My hot take, uh, it, it's a little not, um, uh, little not safe for work, but here's my, uh, my hot take for everybody. Uh-oh. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit so it's together. And if you got to take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it or, or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just got to get it together. Get your shit together. And I agree 100% with Morty Smith. Get your shit together, MLB. His last name's Smith? Yes. Uh, yeah, they went with the most basic name they that. could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel oh, Wait, that. no. Yeah, wait. Wait, is it? Or is it? No, okay, because it's Rick Sanchez and it's, it's Beth. Yeah, it's Whatever, I got, yeah, 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 I understand, yeah. Katie would be happy to see one Dodgers versus Giants game at uh, at this point. I'm down. That's it. That's all I got. Just one? Then maybe maybe players will just go barnstorming. You know? Like like just do it on the fields. We can announce it. I don't know. I'm down. I'm I'm down to I'm down to rewatch the uh the opening day where uh Kershaw, you know, pitched a shutout and hit a home run. <laughs> if we could just do that again, that's all the baseball I need for the entire year. I don't need to watch anything else. We're, we're good. But like it, that's the one. Yeah, have it be in real life and at the stadium. Yeah, and all just that. rerun it yeah. at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, another one of the things uh, I kind of wanted to bring up to you, because apparently we have a whole caravan set up now to go to Texas if baseball happens. We're ready. What, what are your thoughts there on, on uh, them kind of – Going from what, like twenty five percent to fifty percent full in in about thirty seconds. Uh, people who don't know, 
Texas um, says that if you know these sporting events happen, they're going to try to fill some of the seats. I think that's that's kind of the way it goes, right? Yeah, and actually today, uh, Texas COVID cases were up, so that's encouraging. You know, always a good sign. Hey, hey um, no way. Yeah, you telling me that the state the that opened people? up like three months ago. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think we we Wait, talked hold about on. it. Shout out to Ross Stripling and Cooper Searles. Shout out to you guys. Stay safe out there. Um, we had, when I saw that, my first thought was like, hey, if they're gonna open up, you know, the Rangers and they're gonna open up the Astros. Um, if, if, if the new league league realignment that they had talked about is going to happen where they put, you know, Western teams together and Eastern teams together, regardless of national league or American Mm -hmm. league, that means that the Dodgers are probably going to play the Rangers and Astros more often if that Mm -hmm. were to actually happen. And if that's the case, I will definitely be making trips out to, to, uh, the Rangers and to the Astros to watch Dodger Mm -hmm. games because I mean, Texas isn't that far, you know, I need to watch baseball, I'm down. You I'll have, go. You have I'll definitely go. To visit out there. I do have family in Texas you that have I can go visit. To visit. <laughs> I do. I have a place to sleep. So I don't know if you guys would be down to make the drive to Texas, but I will. You know, let's say it does happen. <laughs> I definitely will be going. Like, there's no doubt about it in my mind. I will definitely be there if they open it up to to, to fans. I mean, how could I not? Like, you're like, hey, you're you're either yeah. not going to see a baseball game in 2020, or you can drive to Texas. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I'm going to the hottest place on earth. Whatever. Yeah. And if you go to to Minute Maid, at least you could boo the Astros at the same time. That's so true. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. And if I and if we go to Rangers games, we'll always watch a Dodgers win. So it's perfect. Hey, 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 hey. What are you talking about? They have that one guy. Um, uh, uh, know, fit Jock yeah. Peterson. <laughs> Damn. Get that on his uh, get on his players. His players weekend, weekend jersey. jersey. <laughs> the final point. Uh, the final point here. We're gonna give to to our guy Richard Hooker. Uh, he says, in listening to you guys talk about cutting teams, I came up with a last-ditch idea for baseball. Just make the season a round-robin tournament. Each division plays for the chance to advance and finishes with you know the normal playoff scenarios. At this point, I'm open for anything. I don't think the, te- the, the, yeah, the teams that don't want to really even be there should be there. You know, If they're talking about if this new proposal, if these proposals keep going back and forth saying that, you know, if players uh, have health concerns, they could opt out of playing and still get their their pay and still get their service time. But the other players that just don't want to play now, the new agreement says they won't even get service time, which is pretty dick, if you ask me. But if it, the same in the same way, you know, we know there are teams that are trying to punt that that are trying to even sabotage these negotiations. They don't want to play, Bob Felicia. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just a simple five foot. I'm, you know, you said you're down for anything in terms of of getting getting games going. I'm down to send out the biggest player on the team to fight in a thirty way cage match to decide the champion. I mean, I don't That's know. Reasonable. I don't know if you have any opinions on that, but uh, my money's Let's on uh, Jock Peterson. <laughs> I yeah, I could see him being scrappy. You just would have to promise him a push pop. Yeah, important. I'm trying to think if there's anybody on the team that we could send out other than him, but uh, I think he's probably our best bet. Oh wait, no, Joe Kelly. Oh, nah, oh. He just end up I mean, he's it. scrappy, but you know, he doesn't got the weight behind him. No, he's scrappy though. He can mess up a few dudes. He'd probably take three fun. or four guys out. It'd be like watching one of those featherweight fights where they just keep hitting each other, and it goes like 75 rounds, and no, everybody comes out like perfectly healthy. Worth it. Worth it. it. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Hopefully, uh, we keep saying it each week, guys. Hopefully, we have a reason to come back on again this week and talk about baseball either figuring it out or not figuring it out. But until then, uh, we're going to kind of highlight ourselves a little bit because we had a good week last week in terms of uh, you know talking to some baseball people. Um, like I said at the, great the top week. of the show. <laughs> yeah, great week. Great Look week. That. I just had to send out a few emails, do a little bit of things, do a lot more than that. <laughs> but... Um, Brooke, that was your your first time on the horn with uh, Mr. Fred Clare, huh? I have never talked to a World Series champion general manager before, so that was a that was a very fun time for me to get to talk to Mr. Fred Clare. If you guys don't know, he's the general manager during the nineteen the he was the general manager of the nineteen eighty eight team. If that's mm-hmm. not enough for you, he knows a lot. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's one of the. I mean. He's one of the most genuine, nice guys that I've ever met, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we got to chat with him, and that was a lot of fun. And he got to talk about yeah. a lot of things, including the 1988 team. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you've had a lot of encounters with Fred, haven't you? Yeah, Fred. Fred's great. So Fred is uh, pretty much one of our original friends of the show. I think even back in the day when Kevin and I started this version of doing something with Dodgers Nation, it was... You you were our first like official unofficial guest. You had your big day with with Mason in Ireland or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, or not even Rest Ireland. It was just Mason. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we had him. We oh sorry, we had you and then uh, what's his name? The other guy, Jerry Harrison. But with, with Fred, we actually went to his office and you know we spent a good hour and a half there. Fred is yeah he like you're saying he's just one of the most nicest genuine dudes. He cares. Um, Fred Clare, if people happen to not know the name Fred Clare, he was he worked with and for the Dodgers from uh, 1969 to 1998. He was one of the unfortunate casualties of the awful, evil empire known as Fox Ownership Group. Um, he, he basically, Fred basically quit the Dodgers because Fox ownership undermined his general manager status and traded Mike Piazza to the Marlins. And when you have a you have a new ownership group come in and tell you, oh yeah, don't worry, you have control of it all. And then a few months later, they trade your star marquee player yep. and don't even involve you in it. You're like, don't wait, what happened? <laughs> so um yeah, with with Fred uh you know, he worked in PR for the team for the longest time. He was pretty much the guy who who spearheaded the Dodgers retiring their uh, their Hall of Famer numbers. With the the first being, um, who is it? Uh, Sandy and and uh, Campy and Jackie, which is a fine three to start with. But Fred, um, not he's not he didn't only come on because he's trying to hawk his book, but it is a good book and it's for a good cause. If anybody wants to check out his book, Extra Innings, it's at uh, DodgersNation.com/slash/Fred. We we helped out and created a link. He also has a promo code out there, twenty percent off the book uh, using promo code Friend of uh, or Friend of Fred. Yeah, Friend of Fred, because it wouldn't be Fred of Friend, but that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. But yeah, no, he's just a really good person, and all the proceeds from that book are going to the City of Hope here in uh, L.A., well, L.A. County. They, L.A. Uh, County, yeah. <laughs> yeah, City of Hope has, has been around for a long time, and they're, uh, funny enough, they're the type of people who would treat, who would be around to treat for this, uh, you know, this COVID, as they call it, as the kids call it, you know, the hip cats. 
They, this would have been up their alley back in the times when people were too afraid to touch anything or didn't know anything. But right. anyway, uh, I see people <laughs> honing in on the Piazza trade. So, yeah, you understand uh, where, where uh, Mr. Fred Claire ended up at. But uh, Fred did talk about the, the negotiations a bit. And, uh, and this was on Wednesday. He was talking about where baseball's at. And, and the ultimate takeaway is you can't let these people fail the game of baseball. What's happening here is a lack of trust mm -hmm. of the players not trusting management. In all of my years with the Dodgers, my years as executive vice president, my years as general manager, the one thing that I tried my best every day, every period, every hour was to build a relationship of trust with the players. And I'm not the one to answer how that ultimately played out because the answer isn't what I intended to do or what I wanted to do. It would be the players themselves asking what was Fred's relationship with us? Did we trust him? In the negotiations today, first of all, if I had had any involvement, and I don't say this as a second guess, I just simply say it from my own uh, perspective and history. I would have said to the players, look, we're not gonna discuss any financial part until we discuss how we're handling the health, welfare of the players and others involved in the game. Yeah. From the players to the clubbies, to the media, to everyone. And until we agree that we have a foundation of health and your safety first, I have no interest in discussing money. So the thing that uh, baseball needs to understand, the players and the owners, they better not fail. They better not fail this game over money or they're going to have the biggest failure of their lifetimes. Believe me. They better not fail this game over money. And that was like right, pretty much right off the bat in our conversation. I mean, we talked about much more important things first and uh that that full conversation is uploaded as a podcast uh check it out at blue heaven podcast anywhere your podcasts are available to digest but like right away you know he's talking about how much more important you know the health would be before any of this other money stuff he says we're not going to talk about money until right. we figure out the health and that's I mean, hell, we'd be playing baseball right now. Fred Claire was running things for MLB, but I don't know. Just uh, where are your thoughts with with uh, you know remembering as much of that conversation? And yeah, uh, that's all I got. Yeah. I, I I think uh, Fred had a lot of good things to say. He, I mean, that was definitely something that that like stuck with me after like I, he was. I mean, that was pretty quick into the conversation where he's like, "They better not fail. Like they mm -hmm. need to make this happen." And uh, you know, his he was his health concerns were genuine. He was like, you know, as long as they have the health guidelines in place, as long as they have those things figured out, there's absolutely no reason that baseball should not happen. And if they don't, they're gonna let down a lot of people, and it's gonna look yeah. really bad for a really long time. And you're gonna lose fans, and there's gonna be people that don't come back to baseball. And before he had said that, I remember seeing people on Twitter saying, you know, that if, if baseball didn't come back this year, that they would not partake in baseball and that baseball would lose a lot of fans. And at first I was like, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think, I think people are being emotional and people are being mm -hmm. reactive to what's happening right in front of them. 
But the yeah. more I thought about it, the more I was like, if you're not deep into baseball, you know, like the, like the deep committed fan, like so many people here in the chat and us and so many people that we know, if you're a person who just switches on the game every once in a while because they just want to watch some baseball, that's pretty easy for that person to forget about baseball when it's gone for a year. You know, it's gone mm-hmm. for, you know, almost two years. So when he was talking about that and he, there was a lot of other things that he talked about. That like were more encouraging, made me feel a little bit better, <laughs> yeah. which was good because I definitely needed that. So Grandpa Fred really helping out with me on that one. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he he had a lot of really interesting stories to tell too about his past, mm-hmm. about the '88 team, about uh, you know we talked about the Sandy Koufax tidbit where it was like Walter, Walter O'Malley was basically like, if he had kept playing, I would have made him a partner. I would have paid him everything that he possibly could have made on this team, and so. That was a fun little tidbit for me. Um, probably a little bit of an exaggeration on O'Malley's part, but nevertheless, yeah. a really good conversation with Fred. Um, and again, his book does benefit a really good cause. He spent a lot of time at the City of Hope battling cancer, mm-hmm. um, having surgeries, going through processes with teams, and he really gets to compare that City of Hope championship team to the 1988 championship team. It's just a really good story the way it's written and comes together really mm-hmm. well. I read the book. Very good book. Would highly recommend it. <laughs> 10 out of 10, Brooke. 10 out of 10, Brooke rating. <laughs> um. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about him battling cancer himself and and through it all, you know, everything he's done he's done so much. He's basically dedicated this this uh, you know, this fourth quarter of his life in a way uh to the city of hope and and to people and raising money whether it's like, you know, we uh we were at the the last golf tournament they had, a charity golf tournament at Oakmont to um to raise you know as much money as as they could yep. bulldog was there we actually got an interview with him a long long time ago uh mickey hatcher <laughs> even even all the way up and and through um man i can't think of his name right now and that's gonna upset me but uh, uh al al ferrara who when i was told hey al Ferrara's coming by is like I don't know how to make this into a good interview. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't think Al Ferrara from the, the 59 Dodgers knows very much. Brooklyn born Al Ferrara would know very much um, or, or would relate very much to today's audience. And, and, and I was so very wrong. Like that was such a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's also on old, an old, you know, blue heaven podcast somewhere out there, probably in the, you know, fifteens or twenties or something like that. Might be episode seventeen because I think uh, fifteen is when Oral Hershiser yelled at Kevin to uh, to basically shut up. But um, <laughs> yeah, great stuff with Fred. We also have some of the clips on uh, on on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Check it out. But uh, more stuff we did this week. <laughs> I mean, you don't exactly expect to utter this line, but these are the times we're in. We played basically like a. What 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 would you call that? Dictionary. It's not like a drinking game. It's sort of yeah. We played Jackbox with Mr. Anthony Gonsolin. Tony hung out with us for the second time in a, in the last couple of months. Really cool. It took a little bit to get this set up, but um, I think it 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 went a little bit better than we probably planned or anticipated. Uh, but I, I mean, it some... was it was our first time doing it. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't have a lot of experience with anything like this, as <laughs> I don't think anybody else does in the world. So yeah. it went a lot better than I thought it would. It was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. And uh, I think it is meant to be a drinking game, but we kind of figured this yes. would not be appropriate, given that this is a family friendly channel, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting loosened up uh, <laughs> a good amount. 
dropped an F hard F bomb last week. You know, I just had a clip say shit how many times? Did you? Did you? I wasn't there for that. I must have missed it. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't hear it. It was that that Rick and Morty thing again. Oh. This is this is part of the struggles of doing it this way. Brooke can't hear a lot of a lot of things on his side. Like I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> he can't hear the highlights. I'm about to play from our uh, Tony Gonsolin, um Jackbox call thing. I, I don't know. We haven't figured out the name yet, but uh, I'm going to roll that beautiful bean footage for y'all. You're joined uh, with Tony Gonsolin again, our, our buddy, our pal. Can we call you our buddy, our pal now? Is that like official? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Hell yeah. We're going to play this game Drawful. It's a- also, our drawings are going to suck. So <laughs> yeah, mine aren't going to be good. But since none of us are artists. Fortunately, so I got the really long torso and short little stubby legs. This is the worst drawing ever. Hell yeah. Mine's not good either. Don't you worry. Oh, oh that is Chef Kiff. That's some beautiful that's art right there. Spot on. I tried to draw a cat, but uh, <laughs> the, the face was kind of hard to do. No, that's what that is. <laughs> I mean, most of my cats I know with legs in the middle of their torso. That's fine. <laughs> Ooh, actually, yeah. We told you I'm, to keep it PG. I did. Look that's at him. Good. It yeah. Has, it has everything you need. Yeah. That one, was, that one was once the once the words came out, that was easy one. What's uh even like growing up? What was your all time like favorite video game? Probably Call of Duty, honestly. Just right. I've always been a uh, a Call of Duty fan. This is not appropriate. I work with what I had, and it too will not be fully appreciated until I am dead. I try to keep it PG here because that's we should cut. We shouldn't even show this one. You got to <laughs> cut this one out. <laughs> So we're here, what, how many weeks into, way too many weeks into, uh, not, way too many. not seeing way too baseball. Many. What are you missing right now most of being in the clubhouse? Honestly, the, the, just the day-to-day shenanigans that kind of happens. There's always <laughs> some kind of joke going around or people are pretty funny. So yeah, there's some, there's some funny guys in the clubhouse, you know, watching Kike do stuff or just JT, Belly. Um, there's a lot of funny guys around, so. I miss hanging out in the clubhouse with all the guys. I feel like you guys weren't wow. respecting the likes after, and that's very hurtful. Uh, I will Wait, say that I, I usually lose this likes. <laughs> I didn't even know there's likes. The, the biggest thing, uh, thing you could take home from this is that you at least half won a game, so you can tell all your friends about that. Make sure you tell the your teammates, <laughs> you know, guys, I uh, I tied <laughs> in a game with yeah. some random dudes online, and they're going to be like, <laughs> dude, I think that's dude. <laughs> We can just say that overall, Brooks is the best. So yeah, he got he got both both wins. Well, we appreciate you being on, Tony. We appreciate you hanging out with us because uh, I think at a time like this, and people people need a little bit of a distraction at times. People need a few laughs. Tony Gonsolin, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. So uh, Norma likes your stick figures, Brooke. But um, yeah, yeah, you were you were the ultimate champion of that game. You, which is funny because I'm usually very terrible at that game. Which just goes to show how bad we all are at that game. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, hey, whatever. It's something different. It's something fun. The whole idea of the game is, or of the series, it'll be a new series at least. Uh, you know, until we decide to stop doing it. But you know, <laughs> hopefully it's, until it's, baseball comes back. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, it's going to be around as long as that mustache. That's what we're gonna. That's the. Uh, you guys can brook it, but yeah, I don't the, know. The whole. I don't know. <laughs> are you? Are you uh, are you hurting? I mean, I'm not hurting, but you know, on the off chance that baseball doesn't come back this year, you know, what what are we doing with the mustache, man? I don't know. I don't know how long it sticks around. Well, I mean, you're not a coward, are you? I mean, I am. That's the thing. 
So, well, them's the important things. But there you go. yeah, the whole idea is is playing some games and then trying to ask some questions along the way. Not having it be a, just your traditional boring uh, interview. Having something a little bit fun. We have another one lined up. It's I, I I'm expecting it to come out this Friday. If not, uh, might be pushed back as far as next Friday. But we're gonna have. Uh, we have some special guests from all, all what is it? All about that base, B-A-S-E dot com. Our friends Ashley and Sydney. So that that was uh, pretty fun. We we already have that uh, in in the bag, as it were. But um, yeah, you know, good times. Bunch of uh, new friends of the show. Yolo, as, as uh, the kids say. It's good to learn about Tony. It's good to learn some <laughs> some new facts about him in between drawing terrible awful drawings and i'm so sorry if you guys watch that and you have to look at my drawings i really am so sorry about that yeah there's a lot more to that video we might eventually uh, release a director's cut gary edited that video and he uh he lost his mind (laughs) but um check it out that's also on our youtube channel we have a bunch of stuff up on youtube right now uh so for for our final segment here we're we're pushing about the hour mark so uh, we'll, we'll keep it pretty brief, but the draft, <laughs> amid all of this, there's no baseball, but players can be drafted. Uh, the draft is this week. It's going to be on, on Wednesday and Thursday, and every network is so, um, you know, they, they're so hard up for content. ESPN yep. is like they're blowing out. They're pulling out all the stops for this draft. Uh, MLB Network is going to be carrying it as usual, and um, it, it's it's an interesting time. Reduced five round draft, like we talked about before. There was a few names I, I got on a, an ESPN conference call last week, and uh, their their MLB insider and prospects expert kind of gave us a few names. Uh, again, another video on our YouTube channel. But um, my ultimate takeaway is. You know, I was talking about it with our guy, SD Dodger Tim, our, our prospects expert, if that's what you want to call him, here at DodgersNation.com. But, uh, hmm. I, Brooke, when you're thinking about the Dodgers and, and mainly the farm system, you know, I understand you might be considered knowledgeable by some people. It may be an inaccurate uh, 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 statement to, to make about you, but you know the Dodgers, you know the farm system a bit. I've heard they're of the really, team. Yeah. <laughs> there really just aren't any glaring needs for the farm system yeah i mean that's the funny thing is you know you you have a certain window of of Mm -hmm. talent and you know you're trying to think beyond that window and it's tough because there is no beyond that window right now with the dodgers there is no window for the dodgers right now you know in terms of talent you're stocked up for the next 10 years and you can't really think too far beyond that. So <laughs> the guys that they're drafting right now or the guys that they're even considering drafting right now are likely guys who are going to fill gaps when they trade players away from the farm mm-hmm. systems or they're guys who are going to be traded eventually. So, you know, for the Dodgers, it's it's all about adding to their depth, adding to their wealth of talent and adding to their trade bait, honestly. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool time for the Dodgers. It is a really cool time to be a Dodger fan. I understand that there was really bad stages of being Dodger fans uh, pretty recently even, but mm-hmm. adding to, to a, a depth of just talent is going to be huge. So it'll be interesting to see how this draft pans out. I'm, I'm interested to see what the direction the Dodgers go mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, like the main things we were kind of, Tim and I were talking about, it's like maybe a left-hand, you know, left-handed pitching there's not a, a terrible abundance in the organization. Uh, an athletic shortstop, maybe, perhaps, you know, 
probably um, Gavin Lux probably isn't long uh, or isn't the answer at any point in the future for for shortstop. So when you look at that, it's like you said, it's it's sort of trade bait, trade depth, something that could fill in fill in a hole elsewhere or even just kind of you know pop up and be yet another power arm or something like that for for the bullpen down the road. But yeah, it's it's really looking at not not the team so much but the you know the trades like somebody the Dodgers uh, when when we traded Grant Holmes for Rich Hill probably those type of guys that, right. that kind of ha- they're they're semi-heralded they're not going to be world enders i mean they're picking at number 29 you're not going to get a game changer one of the guys is guy Clayton Beater um right-handed pitcher he uh he's one of those he has like kind of elbow concerns similar to um Walker to to Walker when he was drafted so we know the Dodgers are willing to if he falls that far that that's really like the question is if he falls to 29 the Dodgers will probably snatch him up pretty quick but uh, a couple of other guys is apparently for for people I don't I don't care about college players I don't care about high school players I'm not a freak uh, but some people are freaks, and we appreciate you for that, Kylie. Um, but uh, he he mentions uh, there's a couple more pitchers: Cole Wilcox out of Georgia, and then there's Oklahoma's Cade Cavalli. Those are some other names. I think MLB.com even has a featurette on uh, Cade Cavalli. So look at some of those names uh, in this upcoming draft. Dodgers have six picks in five rounds. They, and we know what Billy Gasparino could do in this front office can do uh, with with some late round magic. <laughs> or even um, you know, short round magic or something like that. So, right. am I excited for the draft? No, <laughs> I'm excited for baseball. I would love it, but no, because I hate everybody right now. That's Thank fair. You. Back to you in the studio. That's a fair assessment. It. Everybody sucks. Yeah, but with that said, guys, uh, we do um, appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. We know this was a kind of weird and sort of spacey show, but that's just the times we're in right now. Um, for officially signing off, you know, I would say, I think we both say, we hope you're everybody staying safe, staying smart, fighting for uh, what you believe in. Don't let, don't let the man keep you down or, or kick you on when you're down. You know, we're hopefully, you really hope we're making some, some goddamn progress right now because it needs to happen already. But, uh, while the Dodgers aren't making any progress and MLB isn't making any progress, we're still talking about it, and you can find it on DodgersNation.com. Find us on the internet there. Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, oh, so many more. Subscribe to YouTube. We're on YouTube. Imagine that, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV, where every once in a while, Brooke is big. Every once in a while. Not often, but every once in a while. It depends on how the day is going. Guys, I am at Brookley3. He, on the right side, probably is at RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodger Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you guys for all your great questions, all your great comments. You guys show up every single week and bring it, and we cannot thank you enough for that. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. good in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.